0: BLOB
1: TALK RADIO A dash of cayenne to the root Gonna put on my Greek Greek suit Boil a gumbo Hot and steady don't care if Freddy ready Gone free At that old cemetery Down on on Where she's buried Build a fire On the bayou When a black cat scratch at two Under a full moon that's blue Chant some magic words go for a room. A dash of cayenne to the rule Gonna put on my Greek grease suit Black top hat, black suit too, single rod that Moses this through. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too, a dash of cayenne to the roof, to put on my greek. Black top hat Black suit too Same old ride that Moses threw I'm gonna get them bones Out the graveyard for you Can't see my eyes Black shades too Going spray at the old cemetery Down on Claiborne Where she's buried A dash of cayenne to the roof i gonna put on my grease green suit yeah black top hat black suit too same old ride that Moses threw I'm gonna get them Bones out the graveyard for you Can't see my eyes Black sheets too Gonna pray At that old cemetery Down on Claybone Where she's buried A dash of cayenne To the room Gonna put on My green grease suit
2: Practitioner, author, and advisor, Elagoon Oloye Hoodoo Obeya Bokor, sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, universal, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a pan African hoodoo world spiritualist perspective, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veil, for it is all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, and my ever living reality. And it is crucial to the very foundation of my understanding, my teaching, my walk my works, my demonstration along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey. It is how I, the Divine Prince, make sense out of all that we are challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother, Father, Earth, and it is my personal place of power and understanding, that place from where I begin, the place from where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors. Understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine, all-blessed reality. And so it is, I say. Today is Tuesday, October 16, 2018, and I am emanating and vibrating with you and for you live, virtually, verbally, cosmically quantum universally from this working temple of the house of the divine Print potions who do central in this legendary historic beautiful and most enchanted city in america new orleans louisiana the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this spiritualist who do obey a life path and journey passing down the great obvious thick along with the knowledge of the healing, life-giving herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, minerals. Indeed, voodoo is nature, and nature is voodoo. I am always humbled and honored and appreciative by those who join me here at High Noon U.S. Central Standard Time in this sacred space, this squared circle of God that, Goddesses for the Power Lunch Revolutionary Hoodoo New Orleans Food and Secrets and Recipes. My website is www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash. The live listen in and call in number is area code 347 215. Eight nine six seven three four seven two one five eight nine six seven. Please, when you are ready with your question, comment, or request, do press the number one on your telephone keypad. I'll be more than happy to bring you into the conversation. Now, be mindful. Once I get started, once I get on the roll, I open up in the of spirit to direct the remainder of my show. So when you call in and you want to make personal requests and ask for personal readings, I can't always protect you (laughs) from what spirit might feel a need, what the ancestors might feel a need to say in that moment. We are live on radio, but I most certainly do appreciate all of your questions, comments. My personal website where I can be reached virtually 24 hours a day, Seven days a week, 365 days a year, operating in 360 degrees, well-documented revelation and manifestation is www.houseofthedivineprint.com. Is it in your body? Is it in your hands? Is it your soul? Is it in your spirit? We're going to talk about all of that today, and we will speak the truth to any cause, to any endeavor, to any request. And I also want to always acknowledge Ben E. Hunter, the author and producer of our theme music at the beginning of the show, Gris Ben E. Hunter writes songs. Ben E. Hunter writes songs, Gris Sue. I am because my creators are. I am because my creators are all powerful, open and receptive to all that operates for my good here and now in this divine moment in time space. I create and recreate my divine destiny because I am, because my creators are, my ancestors are without beginning or ending. I am eternal, all powerful, I create and recreate my reality, real eyes clearly, realize, to realize is to bring a thought, a vision into earth plane manifestation, into earth plane existence, to realize is to first understand, realize you are, and walk in the magic, walk in the voodoo every day. Twenty four hours a day, three hundred and sixty five days a year, every moment of your breathing you are projecting upon the canvas of life your inner standing, your creation. Then this wisdom is the understanding that a God must be in relationship with itself, with its environment. With its dark matter, we must learn to invoke the shadow side to teach, to show, to understand the totality of who and what we are, the totality of who and what we project onto the universal canvas of life. To deny humanity is to deny self. To deny divinity is to deny self. So we must operate not only from a place of love, but a place of understanding, a place of humility, a place where we're able to acknowledge truth. Sometimes sitting in and acknowledging truth requires admitting when you don't know something when you might be wrong about something, a true spiritual being operating and walking the spiritual journey embraces the challenge, embraces the homework. And some of that homework requires uh, humbling ourselves to truth, humbling ourselves to truth in order to clarify in all authenticity who and what we are, for that is the demonstration that we walk in, that we create and recreate in. Your creation is your comfort zone. I'm not talking about your people, your friends, your peer group. Your creation is as limited as your comfort zone. Your spiritual comfort zone, your emotional comfort zone. The belief in magic in the age of science is a document that I found while doing some research on the internet. Learning is a lifelong process. Doing the homework of spirit is a lifelong process. It's not something you fly to Cuba and get in a weekend. It's not something that you fly to Nigeria and get in a week, in a month, in 30 days. It is a lifelong journey, a committed journey. And I came across this article about the belief in magic in the age of science, the widely spread view on Magical belief in modern industrial culture contends that magical beliefs are a bunch of curious phenomenon that persist today as an unnecessary addition to a much more important set of rational beliefs. Contrary to this view, in this article that I uh, came across today, the belief in magic in the age of science, in this article the view is presented which suggests that The belief in magic is a fundamental property of the human mind. Individuals can consciously consider themselves to be completely rational people and deny that they believe in magic or God, despite harboring a subconscious belief in the supernatural. Research can also show how engagement in magical thinking can enhance cognitive functioning, such as creative thinking, perception, and memory. Moreover, this article suggests that certain forms of social compliance and obedience to authority historically evolved from magical practices of mind control and are still powered by the implicit belief in magic and Finally, and of course within the context of this hour broadcast, the article outlines areas of life such as education, religion, politics, influence, commerce, military, and political terror, and also entertainment in which magical thinking and beliefs of modern people can find practical applications magical thinking, magical belief, cognitive functioning, social communication. In this article, attempt is made to show that belief in magic is a fundamental feature of the human mind, the fundamentality hypothesis, fundamentality hypothesis, even those who Explicitly consider themselves to be completely rational, implicitly still honor a belief in magical powers. This was even tested, uh, documented in the atheist uh, pool, a participant in this in this study. It also argued that magical thinking and magical beliefs are different psychological constructs. Whereas magical thinking might have important implications for learning, the belief in magic affects communication in modern society. And finally, the areas of practice are outlined in which magical thinking and implicit or explicit magical beliefs can be engaged, such as education Political influence, commerce, again, military and political terror, and of course, entertainment. In the modern view, magical causality comprises events that violate known physical, biological, and psychological principles and conventions, affecting our creating physical. I'm sorry, affecting or creating physical objects directly through the effort of thought, will, wishes, or words, mind over matter magic, affecting people's lives and health through prayer, magical spells, rituals, or by promising reinforcement in the afterlife, or communicative magic and harming or helping people by manipulating the objects that those people were in contact with, such as hair, clothing, or even shadow. Contagion magic are just a few kinds of magical events, magical causality, if you will, and physical causality cannot be properly understood without realization that the belief in magical causality goes back for about 30,000 years. Uh, According to the article, to the upper paleolithic period, when people populated nature with spiritual agents that could think or wish, that is, they attributed to inanimate things a certain theory of mind, a concept that is alien to the objects of science. The assumption that physical objects at the receptive end of a casual event have some kind of consciousness is what distinguishes magical causality from physical causality. By addressing their pleas to the gods and the spirits, people tried to beg favors, good weather, good health, luck in hunting, natural objects. In return, people were prepared to obey, if you will, when the gods and spirits spoke to them, responded to them, either directly or indirectly through medicine men, kings, queens, vizards, wizards. So from this, it follows that from the beginning, and this, uh, again, document, this article is uh, uh, dating back to the upper Paleolithic period 30,000 years ago. Um, uh, quite frankly, before religion, if you will, um, we're talking about scientific to uh, move humanity from a place of, of animal nature to human nature. Some say this would not occur without divine intervention. Some say this would not occur without uh, alien intervention. Science tries to suggest that it is a, a, an extended uh, and evolved animal response to nature, people's magical uh, communion and communication with nature, and socially, people's magical communication with other people. Whereas ordinary fantasy involves mental processing of ordinary characters or events, for instance, a child having an imaginary friend or dreaming of going to Disneyland. Magical thinking comprises mental processing of supernatural characters or actions. For instance, imagining an angel or a troll or watching a movie about an angel or a troll dreaming or flying on a broomstick or watching a movie about a person flying or dreaming on a broomstick. Whereas within ordinary fantasy, objects and events exist that comply with the same physical and casual constraints as their real counterpart. Within magical thinking, principles of the real world are suspended within the magical space, within the creative space, within the space of imagination, if you will, the rules are uh, suspended. The, the author, the creator the recreator, the person, the individual within that space can sculpt the view, the vision, the story to to their own liking, to their own attraction, Mm. moreover to their own inner thinking. The common feature that unites fictional objects of magical thinking is that they do not have matching prototypes in the real world. In addition, magical thinking must be distinguished from magical beliefs, whereas most researchers conflate magical thinking with magical beliefs. In this article, magical thinking and magical belief will be treated as separate constructs. Magical thinking operates with concepts of impossible objects without ontological judgment being made about those objects, whereas a magical belief incorporates ontological judgment about the impossible objects of the belief, namely that these objects exist or, in the case of this belief, don't exist in the real world. Consequently, magical thinking unfolds only in one's imagination perception or thinking. In contrast, the belief in magic implies that magic might have real-world effects. In that regard, every person who watches a movie with magical effects or has a dream where magical things happen is involved in magical thinking without necessarily having explicit magical beliefs. And and later on in the article, the attempt was made to show that the distinction between magical thinking and magical beliefs is vital for our understanding of practical implications that our everyday engagement with magical causality involves, whereas magical thinking can affect learning, the belief in magic has consequences for our social behavior. Two notions uh, were also challenged in the article, the view that magical thinking and magical beliefs in modern industrial cultures, though extensively present in modern people, are nonetheless an unnecessary addition to the more important rational thinking and rational beliefs and the implicit view that magical beliefs and magical thinking are somehow side effects of the cognitive evolution. Uh, as I said earlier, scientists attempt to sort of see uh, man's ability to manifest uh, color, creativity, um, and this notion of spirit in the spirit realm is just a, a evolution of something contingent on animal nature, uh, just, just an evolution of something linked to our sense of survival, if you will. And so that article, if you will, really got my, uh, my will spinning. And I ran across, um, many, uh, interesting uh, documents that any of you listening can, can find for yourself. Um, uh, finding your inner magic through the power of self-belief, the magic of believing, why everyone believes in in magic, um, and and many more titles that I'm not going to enumerate here. My point is as we create and recreate our reality, we absolutely show up in our demonstration that which we truly believe. It's one thing to say that we are conscious, that we are religious, that we are, you know, particularly black, for whatever that full definition means, when our demonstration speaks louder to who and what we really are. The realities of voodoo in 2019 is we no longer need to mask this. We no longer need to hide this. We no longer need this to be somehow subjected to the the will, the power, or the understanding of not only world religions like Christianity, Islam, Judaism, but even in the realm of, of psychology with all the investment that has been made in psychology, psychiatry, healing, therapy, therapy. Um, um, consciousness work, ego-level work, self-esteem work, we now have a completely different understanding of what value spirit and spirituality brings to our humanness but also our divine nature as an extent of our God consciousness, our God self. What are you really willing to stand up for? What are you really willing to fight for? What are you w- really willing to sacrifice for in the name of what you say you believe, in the name of who you really say that you are, in the name of of, of, of what you want us to believe platform? As I came into myself. And some of you know my story. Um, give thanks for the ancestors, for indeed I wouldn't be here still um, going into my 11th year with this show if it were not for the ancestors. Um, life moves forward. Life evolves. And, and so the show has evolved um, with my life. But I'm still present to ultimately give and share that which they would have me to speak it is at the beginning of every show and prior to every show that i asked the ancestors to speak through me to speak for me to speak that which is most pertinent which is most evident about what we can do something about what we can address today and we often sort of idealize the the idea of culture the idea of lifestyle, the idea of uh, way of being, if you will, based on our belief systems. And so it makes it easy to put on a dashiki and, and nap your hair and say, you know, I'm, I'm conscious on Monday. But, but Sunday, you were thanking Jesus and you were in the church, the temple, the synagogue, the mosque, acknowledging something to our very essence, to our very nature. Voodoo is 24 hours a day for me, seven days a week, 300 days a year. It is my raison d'etre. It is my reason to be. It is my vocation. It is why I do everything that I do to a fault. It is why I do everything that I do. So society will will impress ideas upon us who a man should be, who a woman should be, who an adult should be, who a child should be, who the power person should be, who, who the movers and shakers are, who the popular people are. But it's ultimately the ancestors that speak power to truth. It is ultimately the ancestors that choose, that ultimately decide and ultimately stand up, not only in who I am and my demonstration, but each and every one of you uh, listening under the sound of my voice. We no longer feel a sense of accountability to anyone in modern society, not your parents, not your pastors that you all cling to, not your imams that you all hold up today cling unto themselves, only, only, and you may not speak it. It may not be on your tongue. It may not be in your words. These things are projected in our demonstration. You of us are willing to humble ourselves to the goal, to the mission, to the process. Notice I didn't say people, to the goal, to the mission, to the process, to the very ancestors that you say you represent, to, to the very system that you say you represent. Some of you want to cloak in voodoo, in hoodoo, in root work, conjure, cloak in it. And then Sunday you think in Jesus. you you on your way to the, to the government-ordained space of religion. So how committed are we really to what we say we believe? How committed are we really to what we say we understand? And why do we still show any commitment to holding and upholding these systems? In 2019, the technology that is available to us to grow our ideas, to grow our true belief about life and how we should live is right now. There's no greater time. There's no empowered, more empowered time. Too many of us are still operating out of insecurity, operating out of our flesh, operating out of our carnality, and there are systems in place now to support that. Hedon, hedonism, decadence, it's the rage of the day. It's the spirit of the day. Do as you will. Do what you want. Be your own God. Be your own goddess. And, and, and this is a trend because it's just a trend. It's just a fad. Most people are, are still operating in, in, in the whole thinking pattern. Are, are, are still not born again, are still not renewed, still have not renewed their mind. And so you can only do what you know until you choose, until you choose to learn something else, until you choose to learn differently. And once you come into darkness, how then do you, once you come into light, how then you return unto darkness. Once you come into true Understanding about the power of your ancestors, about the power of voodoo, about the power of this magical thinking, about your power to Godhead your reality, how can you then revert back to old ways of thinking, old ways of doing things? The trend is to image something, to give something a look, to to paint a picture of something. Um, to present something that, that, that the person, the entity, the group feels is, is, is popular, is attractive, um, is going to pull people into a certain message, to a certain motive, and often that motive is not clear if you're not looking with your heart. If you're not listening with your third eye, if you're not operating in your humanity, and how can you sit in your humanity and not acknowledge your divinity at the same time? How can you sit in your own humanity and deny your own foibles and then not be able to see those foibles in others, in society, in our offspring? in each other. We we are but mirror reflection of each other, the the illusion of separation. The the gin that feeds the illusion of separation is it, thirsty for that feeling, that notion of solitude. And it shows up in us in many ways, further removed from from the main central town we live. But we also do it by by attempting to remove ourselves in terms of how we think we look, how we think we show up in the world. So we we dress our religion, we dress our belief, we dress our culture, and we get lost in, in the look of a thing, in living that thing, in being that thing, and, and sitting in our truth, in our humanity, about how we're showing up in the world, how we're living in the world. No one wants to claim Torah. No one wants to claim the godparent. No one wants to claim lineage anymore. Everyone's born magical, born god, and indeed we are. But few want to do the work—the work associated with authentically and organically acquiring, stepping into our God self. The homework will be done. The homework has to be done. The homework cannot be negated. You can choose not to acknowledge your elders. You can choose not to acknowledge the system. You can choose not to acknowledge those protocols. You can choose not to acknowledge any form of mentorship. You can choose not to acknowledge any initiation, and, and, and you can and choose to walk in, in what people are calling self-initiation. And let me tell you, self-initiation is the hardest path possible because it requires you to be honest with yourself, to sit in your truth. And if you're not willing to do that, if your ego is a block, is a barrier to that, and you only create and recreate within the comfort of your own comfort zone. And so people live in fear, they live in intimidation, they live in anxiety, they live in the illusion, and, and, and pedaling faster than they need to pedal, working harder than they need to work, only to show up minimally in the real world, but only to have that magic show up minimally in the real world. We indeed sit at the crust of time and space and history to change the dynamic for our future, dynamic for our kids and our grandkids and our nieces and nephews and our cousins an extended family, we have an opportunity to change that dynamic right now in this moment in time space. If we can just truly humble ourselves to the ancestors, enough to hear them speak, enough to allow them to talk, enough for, to allow them to show us and to direct us to that very thing that we already have in our hands that we already have in our DNA, that we already have imprinted in our heads and, and in our heart. But ego is the barrier to that. The illusion in, in, in West culture is physical. How does it show up in your bank account? How does it show up in the label and the brand name? How does it show up in your house? How does it show up in your car? How many vacations can you take in a year and throw a lot of money out, you know, to the world without operating in any level of consciousness? There's no idea that people are operating in consciousness when you view marketing, when you view promotion, when you look at many of the TV commercials are readily doing the thinking for you, and so that has now been transferred to the new technology, our our social media stream, the Internet. And, And, again, we follow only those who agree with us. We befriend only those who are going to communicate with us the least. And if they're going to communicate with us, they're going to always be in agreement with what we have to say. And there's no communication happening. There's no real getting to know happening. There's no real relationship building happening. And so it takes asking questions. It takes being willing to sit in your truth. It takes being willing to acknowledge your humanity. And when you acknowledge your humanity, then you know that you're not perfect. You know that you've made mistakes. You know that you have to make certain mistakes as a a product and a part of the process of learning something new. That's a part of a product of, of acquiring something new, a new skill, a new, a new level of information, a new level of inner standing. Society today does not support that. Society today doesn't show you very many demonstrations of that. Uh, I saw some report a few weeks back I'm not sure where it was exactly uh, that suggested that the world was more pessimistic today than optimistic that people were more inclined to assume the worst uh, before they can see or hear or envision or project the the positive and and, and in the in the realm of magical thinking, voodoo, hoodoo, phobia, lukumi, sent me Apollo, you recreate and Create and recreate your reality based on your belief, and so you come at the world fearful, you come at the world scared, you come at the world expecting everyone uh, doing you harm, because the universe conspires to manifest and and match your belief. The universe conspires to bring what you fine what you think, what you understand to be the most true to manifestation, to bring back to surface, to bring back to real world uh, uh, evidence. So we must recapture, renew, rebirth our consciousness. And when we indeed look at pop culture, there is a, a resurgence, a renewal a revival of magical thinking, of spiritual thinking taking place. But there are forces that are trying to uh, personalize that uh, within the context of village. How do you personalize that? There are people trying to commercialize that, trying to to bastardize that in some cases um, so that we ultimately do not respect it, see it as as performance, We we see it as as a trending look. Uh, We see it as a pop cultural manifestation, truly ethnic, cultural, uh, uh, geographical, uh, religious power is is sucked out of all of these traditions under the umbrella of ATR. We've, We've made it too accessible. We've made it too free. We've allowed the illusion that there are no rules to continue. We've allowed the, the illusion that 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 there's a, a self-made practitioner, that there's a solitary witch. There's no such thing as solitary witch, beloved. No such thing. If the voodoo is nature, the magic is nature, there's no solitary in nature. Nothing is solitary in nature. So we've got to tell the truth speak the truth, read the truth, write the truth, and then demonstrate the truth in our behavior, demonstrate the truth in how we act, demonstrate the truth with mom and them, with your spouses, with your kids. And and the challenge with that is once you begin to do that, then you have to act. The, The hypocrisy of your proclamation over time then begins to show up. You're masking voodoo and you show up in church every Sunday sitting a demonstration. Suddenly, voodoo looks good to a lot of people. Suddenly, voodoo looks really, really tantalizing to a lot of people. How committed to you are truly walking this walk. I also want to uh, remind you before I forget and I lose time here, um, the fourth annual Voodoo Conjure Fest is happening October 26th, 27th, 28th, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then Boodoo Queen Kalenda LaBeau's birthday, October 31st, uh, Halloween. We will have our traditional ceremony in Jackson Square, and then we will process to the river. Uh, some of you have been with us every year, uh, it will be what you expect it to be, but it will be bigger and better than you expect it to be. Uh, so we invite you to uh, get in touch about Queen Kalinda's Voodoo Chandra Fest, fourth annual Voodoo Kanja Fest. Also, I want to uh, announce that we will be having a annual Marie Laveau Day and a citywide blessing of the drums on Sunday, October 28th, in Congo Square, and the Congo Square Preservation Society Marketplace from noon to about 5:30 on Sunday. This, um, uh, not this Sunday, but October 28th, 2018, we will be having a annual Marie Laveau Day. Uh, Voodoo Queen Kalinda LeBeau and myself will be uh, sort of organizing the the Marie LeBeau Day portion of the the event. And then, of course, Congress for Preservation Society, Luther Gray, and and a few other um, members of the community will be helping us and assisting us in the citywide blessing of the drums. So we ask you if you're local, if you're coming to town, please bring your your drums, and your rhythm instruments to be blessed and consecrated and acknowledged in Congo Square, always drumming and dancing. Um, I will be laying down the shrine, the ancestral altar at the tree. Uh, Buddha Queen Kalinda LeBeau will be assisting me with that, and we look forward to meeting you in the continued consecration, reconsecration of not only the drums but our shared sacred space that is Congo Square I also want to acknowledge um, the local photographer artist or photography artist um, Garcon Um, Wow, I shouldn't be trying to do this from my memory, should I? Um, Brother, I would really like to say your whole name and it's Garson Aison uh, from Haiti, who is a, a resident here in New Orleans, and he'll be having a uh, a showing at the Ache Powerhouse, 1731 Baronne Street, New Orleans, Louisiana, 70113, and that will take place, I believe, on the first night of Voodoo Conjure Fest, which is the 26th, I believe, October. 26 from 10am to 5pm will be free admission for the showing of Loa Spiritual Family Loa Spiritual Family Friday October 26pm at the Ashe Powerhouse the showing will last for several days the
1: grand opening
2: if you will of the showing will take place on Friday October 26 at the gallery, so we invite you to come out and be a part of that. Um, there will be some very powerful pieces in the showing, um, which will include a initiation ceremony that I had here um, at my house with one of my former Godchildren uh, about a year ago, and you'll find some ritual ceremonial um, artistry and the photography artistry of Garcon, i e c m at the Ache powerhouse the event is called loa family uh friday october 26th, 2018, thousand eighteen seven to ten p m and again it is free. We invite you all to come out be a part help represent the community help acknowledge and and honor our shared ancestors in these powerful voodoo-related events. All is truly and indeed a blessing. Um, If you have a question, comment, or request, again, do pressure number one on your telephone keypad. Otherwise, I will be moving forward reminding reminding you that all is truly and indeed a blessing. You can just see beyond the veil, all just illusion and a test. Walk in your organic, authentic truth.